Back at it again. We're back. Part two. We're, we're going to keep talking about Christmas movies and stuff because um, we can milk this for two weeks. We can. And uh, this time maybe Rick will get to talk. Maybe. This for is, once, huh? This is uh, the podcast, Don't Start Me Talking. I'm Benny Williams. And I am a very silent Rick Owens. asshole i don't they already think that i could be here i could be gone from this podcast and they would still think that um it is you who are the asshole it is me who is the uh you know other party no i see how it is okay um you can see how it is because of your new glasses which you got recently um, congratulations on your new prescription. Hopefully you can see better. I don't get them for a week. These Th- are my same old glasses. Those are the same old glasses. I retract my statement. This is what I deal with all the time. He knew that. He knew that they weren't new. He just wanted to rub in my face that I didn't get them yet. I did. Yeah, well now I'm doing it glasses lith. glasses lith. So we're back in part two. This is the podcast, Don't Start Me Talking. I'm Benny Williams. And I am uh, Rick Owens, as I said before. They don't know that you said it before. They do. I'm cutting around that. You can cut Because it. I don't like being humiliated. <laughs> well, then that's... <laughs> <laughs> Too late. <laughs> A fish doesn't like to be wet, am I right? Um, anyways, uh, I'm just joking around. Uh, and for those of you who don't know... The two of us in person, like, don't know us. We joke around. We do. We're just kidding with each we other. We like to have fun. We bounce off each other. We, you know, it's, 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 it's a fun time. What's fun. that supposed to mean? We bounce off each other. You give me nothing. You have become more rotund. That's what I thought you meant. That's what I thought you meant. It's all coming out at Christmas time. All right, let's keep talking. Um, <laughs> last episode, we were talking about a Christmas carol. We were. And how I, I, I'm a bit of an aficionado. Yeah. I have a very small copy I got from Barnes & Noble a few years back that I read every year. Um, one year I read it on the plane coming home to Rhode Island. And I was like, it's a plane book? Like, you can read the whole thing on a plane? And that's from Orlando to Rhode Island, so it was only like an hour and a half. Yeah. And I was like, oh my, oh my god. Like, I was an idiot as a seventh grader. Because, like, I refused to read the book at that point. So, um... Ever since then, I've and that's five years ago. I read it every year, and I, I have a good time with it. I watch all the, the movies, and I said that uh, probably my my third or second least favorite version of A Christmas Carol is the 2019 one with Guy Pierce. And you were like, "That's one of my favorites." It is. So go ahead. So I defend it. Admit it. I I will. Yeah. I will. Yeah. Like, like Atticus Finch. More like Atticus bitch. Motorcycle people? Justice in the world doesn't come often. Anyway. I like it. Okay? I'm Why? not saying it's my favorite. Why? Let me get to it. Okay? Why? I'm open. I- Why? 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 Your Honor, Your Honor, please treat the witness as uh, in contempt, please. Thank you. Um, Why? Yes. 
Why? Why? You'll be okay one day, buddy. Hit his head real bad. Anyway. They I, gave me the best medicine. Yeah, they did, bud. They did. They did, and it's okay. Laughter! Oh, they they gave you the Patch Adams treatment. She dies anyway, buddy. No, I caught the ball when they threw it at me. With your face. And then... No, with my hand. I'm not I'm not dead yet. Yeah. Never seen Patch Adams. I don't know how I know that part. Uh, oh, the Robin Williams thing I watched the other night. There you go. They, Throwback, they, right? They're Throwback. About, yeah. Catch with the hand. Uh, yeah. It's involuntary. Yeah. The human mind. What an enigma. Um, anyways. So, the reason I like it um, is for one of uh, many reasons, but like, here's the first reason why. I haven't watched a lot of The Christmas Carol. Right. I haven't read The Christmas Carol. Okay, I... first of all, stop. A Christmas Carol. Not THE Christmas Carol. A Christmas Carol. Continue. It doesn't matter. It uh, does matter. It's a book written by Charles Sir Dickens. They knew what I was talking about either Turducken. way. Turducken. Context clues. Charles Turducken. They knew what I was saying. You know what a turducken is? Yes. It's a it's a turkey, abomination. It's, it a, is a, it's a turkey with a duck and a chicken inside of the duck, and they put it all together into an abomination. No, 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 no. It's a duck inside a chicken inside a turkey. Yeah. I don't know who, I, I don't know who came up with that, but it's ingenious if you're an idiot. Because yeah. if you buy one of those things, right, you're buying three birds off the poulterer. Yeah. That's genius. Let's get rid of three at the same time. If you actually eat a turducken at the holidays, I think you're a psychopath. That you, is beyond wrong. You probably are. You got to open up a turkey, really wedge that chicken in there, and yeah. then you got to wedge in the duck just to make it work. Yeah. How? No, come on. Mm-mm. And why not go another layer and get a Cornish hen? Yeah. And then like a a a, a, a it's chick. horrible meatception. Just go. Well, the the end of, at the Cornish hen, you then have to put an egg in. Yeah. Have a hard boiled egg in the middle. And then shove that into an ostrich. Yeah. <laughs> or a swan and then an ostrich. Or the, the bird from up, the uh, the snipe. Yeah. Up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like this big. Anyways, anyways. So, so you haven't seen a ton of the Christmas Carol stuff. I haven't watched a ton of the Christmas Carol stuff. A Christmas I, Carol. I, a Christmas Carol. Right, right. Not a. A, if we're going to be dicks about it, right? It's A, not a. What's a? That's what you say in your, when you're talking, right? Uh, that's, that's you. A Christmas Carol. I haven't seen a lot of it. Well, if we're going to split hairs. They're fighting over there. Okay. You haven't seen a ton of a Christmas Carol stuff. Yes. That's fine. Yeah. You know how I know that you don't care as much as I cared? How much? I know because... Uh, I said, do you know how I know you don't care as much as I care? Mm-hmm. And you said, how much? That mm-hmm. wasn't that wasn't what I was saying. Mm-hmm. You just threw off my whole... What? Yeah, that, that's what I, I know it. you don't care as much as I care. Because when I said a Christmas carol again, you didn't jump on me. Which you should have, because I, I lobbed that right over to you. 
Instead, you were going to let me continue with my sentence, which means you don't care about the thing you were saying I do on the basis of the fact that the book is called A Christmas Carol. I don't care about anything. I forgot. I forgot. Keep I'm, going. I'm a nihilist. <laughs> I, I'm uh, a nihilist at Christmas. So I, I, I like Guy Ritchie films. It's nihilist, by the way. Nihilist. It's not Guy Ritchie. It's Guy Pierce. Guy Pierce, the actor. Yes. Who was in Memento? But Guy Ritchie and Priscilla, Queen of the Desert. Is Guy Ritchie not the director? Uh, was he? I believe so. If so, that's really disappointing. Um, Guy Ritchie did uh, Snatch? Yeah. Um, nope, Nick Murphy. Huh. Guy Pierce is the star. That's where you're getting tripped up. So That is it, then. Yes. And that's the, the version right there. 2019 is the one we're talking about. It is a three-episode miniseries that was mm. also aired as one movie. It was a joint uh, collaboration of BBC One in the UK and FX in the US. And I really... I, here's here's the thing. To me, the horror elements of A Christmas Carol have never been explored better than in that. And there, it should be scary. Yeah. It should be terrifying. But you don't have to add anything to that. Like, you don't have to add that he was molested. And, and you don't have to do that. Like, that... The story itself is already pretty terrifying that, like, yeah. oh, what's waiting for you on the other side if you're a greasy, uh, a greedy old miser? I combine greedy and miser into greasy, which I guess works. A greasy old greedy miser. <laughs> greasy old greasy, greedy miser. Um, what's waiting for you on the other side is all of the, the things that you did in life that you could have been helping people, mm. but you didn't. You were counting money, so that goes into a chest that's chained to you. It's chains yeah. and... You'll walk the earth forever, never knowing peace. And that's what happens to Jacob Marley. And yeah. he, out of the goodness of his heart, because he could just fuck off to hell, or he could roam the earth forever and not care. Hmm. He goes to his friend to haunt him, to be like, you need to wake the fuck up, Scrooge. And that's scary. Like, that's yeah. a ghost. The other three are ghosts. They do things that scare the shit out of him. Yeah. The first one starts to, like, go crazy... With light, because it's a flame. Mm -hmm. the, the ghost of Christmas past is usually depicted as a flame-headed child. In the movies and stuff, it's usually an old man with long hair, or a woman who looks like an angel. But in the actual story, it's like a, a ghost made out of basically fire. Fire, yeah. With like a ghostly robe that's it's, floating around. It's like the difference between like how angels are depicted in modern culture, and then like how they're biblically depicted yeah, with the like, rings and the eyes rings and, the wings and eyes and, and like craziness yeah. i showed my dad a picture of what the bible describes an angel as and he was like that's not an angel and i was like papa like mm. but anyways so i in my opinion the horror elements of like you know ghost of christmas past being terrifying for a change that all works but when you make it oh, it's got to be a story about sexual assault because sexual assault's what's in the news in 2019. It loses all of its emphasis on what actually happens in the plot of the book that is scary. To me. I, I guess. At the same time, um, the reason I like it is it brings together a lot of uh, actors that I like. Oh, yeah, sure. No, the talent in it's great. It's Tom uh, Hardy, it's Ridley's... Tom, whoa, wait a minute. I'm sorry. I'm looking at the wrong list. 
not Tom Hardy, Andy Serkis. Yeah, he's great. He's Guy the ghost, ghost of Christmas present. Stephen Graham, who's that? He's the he plays Jacob uh, Marley. He's in Gangs of New York, and he's awesome. And Snatch. Yeah. Um, the the place where it truly loses me is um, Bob Cratchit's wife being uh, like a Calypso witch, which I like. I'm okay. With, you know, if they want to cast whoever, you know, whatever actress they want to cast, I have mm. no problem with that. That that yeah. doesn't affect me. I know that some people will freak out and be like, oh, race bending and all this shit. And it's like, well, if the actress is good, I don't care. Yeah, I, I the same way. I, it I, works. I, I don't care. Um, she also was a great Mrs. Cratchit. She like, was. I, I thought that she was uh, spirited in a way that some of them aren't. Um, I think sometimes she gets brushed off to the side, but she's the one at the fucking dinner table who goes like... Why are we toasting that piece of shit? Yeah. And her husband's like, honey, like, we wouldn't have any money if it weren't for Mr. Scrooge. And she's like, he pays you nothing. What are you, stupid? And, like, she's the only one in the story who speaks her mind. Yeah. In that way. When everybody else kind of has to dance around it. Fred's friends kind of give Scrooge a little bit of shit at the Mm. party that he doesn't go to on the same Christmas Eve. Uh, Or, sorry, the same Christmas night. But, um... She's the only one who like has a spine and knows like no I'm not I'm not giving that fucker an inch yeah. which is correct. Um, I didn't hate her performance. I no. just hated that the twist at the end was like, mm, and we maybe have more plans for Mister Scrooge and it's like, no you you did the thing that you needed to do. There's no sequel to a Christmas yeah. Carol. He dies. You know what I mean? Yeah, he dies. Um, one and... of one of the movies I watched this year was Spirited. Which, um, this is a big spoiler for the movie Spirited, starring Ryan Reynolds and Will Ferrell. Um, so if you don't want to hear a spoiler for the movie Spirited... With Ryan sorry. Reynolds and Will Ferrell. Yeah, from last year on Apple TV. I ended up actually liking that a lot, in the same way I love Scrooged. I don't count Scrooged as an adaptation directly of the material, but I love Scrooged. Yeah. It's not in my top three adaptations, because it's not like a true adaptation. It just follows the bullet points. I, I like Spirited less so, but I enjoyed it. One of the things I liked about it the most was that Will Ferrell is actually playing Scrooge. And it's Scrooge in his afterlife continuing to try and help people the way that he was helped. And, you know, he becomes Will Ferrell, so he's like, yeah. you know. Goofy. Yeah, yeah. Um, but there's a part where Will Ferrell is just playing Scrooge, where they go back to his past and they see him as Scrooge. And it's great. Because it's just Will Ferrell being an asshole. And then Ryan Reynolds is like, how long did you live after that? And he's like, oh, two or three. And he's like, all right, weeks? Mm. It's like, weeks? And he's like, oh, yeah, the leading cause of death back then was January. Yeah, so True. Yeah, so like, um, <laughs> I I kind of like that. That they're like, after that story, he was very nice. He, he helped them and, you know, became a second father to Tiny Tim, everything else. But like, it just... I, like, to be, like, teasing another thing is going to happen after this, why would you do that? Because we know that they're not getting a sequel to this, whatever this series was. And then the other point in the story that I hate is, like we said last thing, uh, turning Scrooge into, like, a concubine for older men at the boarding school that his mm. dad sent him to so that his dad could get money. I hate the ones where they turn Scrooge's dad into a debtor and that's supposed to be some lesson from his past. Because his dad isn't a debtor in the books. It's just that his dad is kind of a jerk because Scrooge killed his mom when he was born. Yeah. 
not to be an asshole, but that's what happens. Um, and uh, so he and Scrooge don't see eye to eye. He sends him away to boarding school to be rid of him. And then his sister comes along and is like, I finally convinced father to let you come back home. Like, he's got an apprenticeship set up for him and stuff, but he's going to be back in the city where he could see his sister and, like, you know, be at home with his family yeah. for Christmas. And um, to turn that into... No, his dad was a greedy asshole who sent him to this school so that he could get some extra cash by pimping out his son is, like, beyond fucked up. And maybe it's indicative of the time that it was written. Um, like, maybe that happened in real life, but I it, never heard that out of that story, and it's just like... No, it could be yes. indicative of the time where it's based, too, because that did, that did happen. For sure, but... And still happens. But, like, doesn't doesn't need to be in this story because that's not a part of this story. You know what I mean? You're I, adapting I a story. You're not when you're when you're doing Scrooged or when you're doing Spirited and you're taking the the cliff notes of the story and you're remixing it. Do whatever you want. That's yeah. a remix of the story. This is called A Christmas Carol. It's Scrooge, it's Marley, it's Cratchit, it's all the characters from that story. You can't take that and then be like, "He has a dog." Yeah. It destroys his character. If he has a dog, he has somebody that he has to care for. Because a dog can't care for itself. I, I get that, and that's probably why I like it more, is because I'm not attached to A Christmas Carol. Right, but but even in that regard, I don't think those things add anything to the story. Like, Cratchit's wife being the one who sets him up with the spirits is mm. stupid. It, it It's stupid because that takes away all the motivation of Jacob Marley. Yeah. And, like... That's one of the purest things about the story is that Jacob Marley gets nothing. Jacob Marley is still roaming the earth with the chains around him, as far as we know. Yeah, he with, did this out of the kindness of his heart to help his friend with, with the box, and, with no reward. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's a it's a ponderous chain of all of his misdeeds in the world. So it's yeah. boxes of of money and chests full of paperwork and all this crap that he thought was relevant in life, and he has to carry yeah. it in death because he can't let it go. Um, so. To then make it like, oh, well, Mrs. Cratchit's the one taking the power back. It's, it, again, it's indicative of the time it was made because it's all Me Too shit. Yeah. And that, you know, that happened at the time. 2017, 2018, 2019, that was everywhere. Harvey Weinstein and all, all the other, Kevin Spacey and all these people that got, you know, caught up in this, this, you know, huge shitstorm of like, hey, look at all the stuff that we did in the, in the 2000s. And, um, you know, rightly so, they should all go down. But that makes the staying power of this special last exactly that long. And then once society moves past that, you can't watch it anymore. Because it doesn't it doesn't work anymore. Don't do that. Don't do that. I'm not going to say it. Because the um, mm. switch on the top, you had your, your hand over it. You could have turned it off. I, 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 that was what I was concerned about. Okay. That was it. Okay. I just didn't want you to turn it off. I don't care what you say. Um... Perhaps they shouldn't have been going down. You said it all went down or something to the effect of, and perhaps they shouldn't have been going down. Anyway. So there's an American Christmas Carol. You ever hear of that one? No. That one is Henry Winkler, and he plays a uh, shoe salesman, shoemaker. Collar. No. No, it's a, he's a furniture salesman, oh. and uh, he's, you know, a stingy asshole. He's basically a Scrooge, but they did this American version on TV in the 70s with Fonzie. I hate it. 
I hate it so much. It's got the Jumanji. It takes place in uh, New Hampshire during the winter, and like, it's very New England folksy. But it doesn't work, and I hate that they remix the story. There's mm. one with Kelsey Grammer. It's a musical version from NBC in the 2000s. Awful. Awful. Um, Muppet Christmas Carol is one of the best. I wouldn't rank it in the top three, uh, but I watch it every year on Christmas Eve. I love it. I, I love it so much. It's just takes a lot of liberties. Muppets are solid, but, like, you know, they're going to take liberties because... right. Which, rightfully yeah. so, and yeah. I'm fine with that. I put it in the same category as Scrooge, where it's it's a remix of the story, and it works. It's yeah. pretty faithful, and it does a good job. You know, mm. the parts that are supposed to be scary are relatively scary. I mean, uh, Marley coming in, Marley and Marley, and it's uh, his two friends uh, who are Statler and Waldorf. That's a little goofy to me. Mm. But Michael Caine plays it serious. If you took the Muppets and digitally edited them out and put yeah. in real special effects and stuff... Michael Caine's performance is Scrooge. Yeah. It's just, it's great. Michael Caine is a great actor. Yeah. Um, but with this 2019 one, and I haven't, uh, honestly, have not watched it since it came out. But, yeah, uh, the drama involves adult language, brief nudity, horror elements, implications of child molestation, forced prostitution, and a depiction of a child drowning. None of which is in the original story. Yeah. So, like... I don't get why you would need to do that. Like, just embellish upon what's in the text and, and make that visually stunning, and I'll be fine with it if you're going to do it in a horror sense. I agree. It would have been fine if they had just done an accurate portrayal like that. But If I, this I, production did an accurate portrayal, same actors don't change a single person, yeah. I would have been fine with it. I, I thought it was really well done. I just I yeah, hated. Yeah. I'm I'm also fine with it because, and I I want to add this before we move on. Um, yeah, yeah. The actor who played Tiny Tim, great. Um, and that's a kid named Lenny Rush, who is 14. Which uh, he would not be doing if he was Tiny Tim, because Tiny Tim had a lame leg. Uh, he's not rushing anywhere. So, um, other holiday stuff because we'll get off a of Christmas Carol now. Sure. Um, you have more. I have one more. Okay. Eight Crazy Nights. Okay, so this, uh, we've just passed Hanukkah, right? Yes. All right, so I'm afraid we can't talk about that. Sorry. Yep. No, no, no. Of course. Um, for, first off, Eight Crazy Nights started with the Hanukkah song. Yeah. The Hanukkah song is the, uh, the spark that eventually led to them giving Adam Sandler the reins to this movie. Mm-hmm. He wanted to do a Hanukkah movie. Uh, he had done two Hanukkah songs as single releases up to that point. The third one is on the soundtrack for Eight Crazy Nights. And he does it with um, the Tabernacle Choir. I can't remember where they're from. Or, no, that can't be right. Tabernacle's a Christian thing. He did it with a children's choir. Yeah. And Rob Schneider it, comes it, it's out. It's at the end of it. Yes. Yeah. Um, so, Eight Crazy Nights is a movie I did not see until I met you. Um, I had seen it advertised, I had seen it talked about, kind of skipped it, not because it was a Hanukkah movie, just because nobody ever bought it for me, I didn't have access to it, and I could never yeah. see it. And you were a child, most right. likely, yeah. It's animated like the Iron Giant, same yes. production studio, looks yeah. great, and um, Adam Sandler's performance as Whitey is my favorite thing he's ever done. It's great. Yeah. 
just the voice. Like just I just the voice. That's a technical foul over there. Yeah, yeah. 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 And I like that song, Technical Foul. It's a technical foul. I can't sing it in his voice, but it's if I walk around with my morning erection, it's a technical foul. You'll find yourself with automatic rejection. Oh. But I'd like to see it anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of like little raunchy things they threw in that like yeah i don't know it kind of goes against it a little bit uh when you're watching the movie because like i don't know like some of the some of the stuff they threw in was clearly just to make themselves laugh which is fine it works it it does Um, work i i I watched it like and uh, a pretty star-studded cast too john lovitz is in it john lovitz and that's it john stewart i believe is the mayor oh i didn't know that um i believe he is there's a there's a lot of people in there not just adam sandler's friends like usual um, um, yeah, the, and, uh, the story follows a kid named Davey, uh, well, yeah. an adult named Davey, who, as a kid, his parents both died. In a and, tragic ac- accident on the first night of Hanukkah. Yes, when he was at a basketball game waiting for them to pick him up. Yeah. And Whitey was the referee then, and is still the referee. He's done something, drunk driving or something, where he's scheduled driving. to do community service. Yep. And he has to go and, and no, work he, he's No, he's actually sentenced to 20 years. Oh. Of jail, but Whitey steps up for him. He's like, "Hey, I'll, I'll take care of him if you want, Mister Judge. I'll, I'll turn him around." Yes. And then, and then, like, it, it's a begrudging relationship at the start. Kevin Nealon's the mayor. Oh, well, still good. Kevin Nealon's a funny guy. I thought it was John Stewart and Rob Schneider as Mister Chang. Oh. <laughs> Can I loosen any more? I. I Two shirt. I have three shirts on. I, I can't Yeesh. loosen the collars enough. Um, <laughs> so yeah. Uh, overall, uh, pretty good movie. Yeah, it, it's a solid movie. I, yeah, I, I haven't watched it since the uh, before a few days ago when I watched it. I hadn't watched it in about since about 2012. Sure. And I threw it on, like, hey, it's on. You know, I watched it last year for the first time in yeah. in years, but I had, I had probably seen it. Sometime you had mentioned it, so I watched it, and I was like, yeah. "That's pretty good. It's solid." Um, yeah, you know, it's got its moments where I'm I'm kind of embarrassed to be watching it, mm. but other than that, you know, yeah. Um, but again, like uh, the studio that made it, Iron was Giant, right? Columbia Pictures, so Sony, and I don't know if it was, I don't know if it was um, the same studio as Iron Giant. It looks the same. So I would assume, but I, I really don't know who made Iron Giant. He Warner li- Brothers, so he, no. He lied to us? I, I didn't lie, I just didn't know, and I was just he talking. He lied out of ignorance? Out of ignorance. Ignorance is bliss? That's correct. Yeah. Um, Hogarth, what a name. Hogarth Hughes, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, the book was written by a guy named Ted Hughes. Yeah. But you didn't know, there was a book. It's called The, the Iron, Iron Man. Man. 1968. You can um, tell, and that it, it's dated. And hopefully, by the time this airs, I'll have one of my uh, my Beatles sets uh, coming in the mail. So that's what that was. We can only hope and pray that we can. Um, you know what sucks? And I'm just this is just an aside, but waiting to hear back from a possible job and checking your your spam filter every day mm-hmm. and having to go through all of the email because you like you don't know if it's going to come up or not. What happened to this that it's so quiet all of a sudden? Is it me? Could just be me. I hope that that wasn't the whole time. 
That would suck. I can turn it up later. It doesn't matter. Anyways, um, Eight Crazy Nights is a good one. Uh, another Solid. Hanukkah classic that I love because it was force-fed to me through Comedy Central is The Hebrew Hammer, starring yes. Adam Goldberg and um, Judy Greer, who is in everything. Um, and if you don't believe me, uh, look up her filmography. Judy Greer is in a lot of stuff, like a lot of stuff. But The Hebrew Hammer is a parody of Christmas movies mm. and black exploitation films. Yes. Um, it's specifically like Superfly or Shaft, yeah. but as a Jewish guy. And it's one of the funniest characters ever made. Mm. Um, the movie is, it's all right. It's a little, I mean, it's on the line, especially now with everything going on over in Israel. I don't know how people feel about it. Uh, there's a lot of, um, it's not really anti-Semitic though, because it's, it's made by Jewish people. So I, I don't know. Um. It's it's definitely on the line though. There's some things in it that you you look at now and you go like, oh my god. Um, but yeah. there's one scene that redeems that whole movie. Andy Dick plays Santa Claus's son, who either killed Santa or Santa just died by happenstance. But he's the new Santa, and he's evil. And one of the greatest scenes ever committed to film, the theme song from Superfly, Pusher Man, is playing. And they are distributing bootleg copies of Frank Capra's It's a Wonderful Life to all the Jewish kids to convert them over to Christianity. And it works. Mm. And these kids come in to their parents and they're like, why don't we celebrate Christmas? And their parents are like, huh? Like, it's just this whole sequence. But (laughs) Hebrew Hammer counters this. He's he's just ready to go, has a trunk full of other bootleg tapes, and he gives one of the kids, like, Yentl. Mm Mm-hmm. Like they, it's like Fiddler on the Roof and Yentl. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> I, uh, there's something about that that just makes me really happy. Oh, it's great. And, um, the way that they're printed too, like the bootleg It's a Wonderful Life's come in, um, I think that they're green or red packaging and then the Yentl's come in like blue and they got the thing cut out really shitty with the, the name of the tape on it. Mm. I just love that. Um, but, uh, there aren't too many Hanukkah stories. Uh, and a lot of them came from, like, Rugrats when we were yeah, kids. That that was the one I was going to say. The, mm. the first real one that I saw of, like, a Hanukkah special. I'm I'm uh, Catholic. Yeah. So, and it was it was a two-parter. It was a Hanukkah yeah. and a Christmas thing in yeah. one. Yeah. And that that's probably the first time I was introduced to the whole uh, Hanukkah story and right. everything like that. And then, like... I thought that was great as well. They did a great job with it. I mean, Nickelodeon killed it in the yeah. 90s with the Christmas special. They, like, they literally you... killed their animators, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, where's John K now? <laughs> Although he he deserved it. Talk, speaking of Me Too stuff, uh, ugh, Ren and Stimpy guy. Uh, Yikes. Again, three, <laughs> three callers all listening right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, my uh, other memory of Rugrats is, uh, of course, the Kwanzaa special. Which was really the first exposure to Kwanzaa I ever had. I still haven't had exposure to Kwanzaa. Well, because a lot of people abandoned it because mm. it was it was not like a genuine. It was some guy sort of tried to drum back up interest in Kwanzaa, and then over time, people just turned away from it because it. I, I think it was not genuine. Yeah. Um. It was a celebration of African culture. I don't know a ton about it, and I've. I've tried every year. I try to learn a little bit about what Kwanzaa is. I can never f- figure it out. Surprisingly um, enough, we are not uh, experts on African culture. Well, speak for yourself. But, um, yeah, largely all the, the Kwanzaa stuff uh, with Susie's family, mm. th- that was kind of done pretty well. 
the the Christmas special I remember the most um, from Nickelodeon though, Hey Arnold, of course, which is the finest children's Christmas special maybe ever made. Mr. Wynn, right? Yes. Yes. Um, it's called Arnold's Christmas, and uh, spoilers for Arnold's Christmas. But if you have not seen it. Uh, seek it out. It's 22 minutes long. Um, anywhere where Nickelodeon stuff is, so maybe Paramount now, yeah. but um, Paramount Plus. But Arnold's Christmas is just an episode of the first season, mm. and I watch it every year. Yeah, me too. Yeah, it's the the story follows Arnold's quest to um, help Mister Wynn reconnect with his daughter. Yeah. Arnold's grandparents own a boarding house, which and is like... It's a secret Santa type of deal. Like, you have to get a, a gift for Mr. Wynn. And, right. I'm I'm explaining the, the yeah. concept of where they live. Yeah, and I'm here too. Yeah. Yeah, well, you know, you know, sometimes I like talking. Like all the time? Yeah, yeah that's right. 90-10? They live in a boarding house where a bunch of other tenants live. Yeah. They do communal meals, but they all have their own room. And um, Mr. Wynn... Is the only one at Christmas time who's not excited to do it, doesn't really want to, you know, do anything for it. And Arnold draws him for Secret Santa. And he's like, I don't really know Mr. Wynn. Like, I don't know anything about him. And uh, comes to find out from Mr. Wynn that he's a Vietnamese refugee. Mm-hmm. And before the helicopters left Vietnam, he held his daughter up, his baby daughter, and the GIs took her to America. And told him the name of the city. And he tells Arnold, this was the name of the city. I came here. It took me 20 more years to get out. I came here. I've been looking for my daughter, Mai, ever since. Mm-hmm. And uh, doesn't say that's what I want for Christmas. Doesn't say that there's any chance yeah. of it happening. He's just like, I just wonder where she is. And so Arnold, being Arnold, who's like got to solve every problem and help everybody that he can, immediately is like, this is the perfect gift for Mr. Wynn. Goes about trying to figure it out. Finds with Gerald this guy, Mr. Bailey, who is sitting in an office um, doing the last of the the Christmas stuff. He's like the the registrar's office or something for the city. And um, Arnold goes to him and goes like, hey, can you help us out? And he's like, nah, kid, there's nothing I can do. It's Christmas Eve. Then he gets a call from his wife, and his wife is like, hey, did you get all the presents? And he goes, oh, no, honey, I was was busy, and I'll, I'll head out of here soon and go and get them. And so Arnold and Gerald are like, we can go do your Christmas shopping for you today, and like, we'll yeah. we'll get you everything, and then you can help us out. And uh, he's like, okay, but you got to get everything on this list. And on the list are a pair of Nancy Spamoni boots, which is like Nancy Sinatra parody. Yeah. And they're these boots all the girls want this year. Meanwhile, Helga Pataki wants these fucking boots. Yeah. He's like obsessed with them, you know, really wants them. And... Um, her parents let her open one gift early on Christmas Eve, and she gets the boots. So she's, like, over the moon about it. In the process of Arnold going around and doing all the shopping and stuff, she finds out why Arnold is doing all the shopping and, like, why he he wants the, you know, the boots, which is to find this thing for Mr. Wynn and all this stuff. And she's kind of watching him creepily from the shadows like she does. Mm. So she finds out all of this, and then she gets the boots and she realizes, like, they're the last pair in town. Arnold and Gerald can't get the boots. They're the last thing on the list. Mr. Bailey's like, well, then screw you guys. I'm not helping you. Yeah. And they got everything else for him except these boots. She shows up as he's closing up shop. And she's like, Mr. Bailey, like that, that kid, all he wants is to make somebody else's Christmas great. And you have the power to do that. Like, are you, gonna, are you just going to turn your back on him? Like, what? Is, 
What does that mean? And she gives up her Christmas gift so that this guy will help Arnold help Mr. Wynn. And it culminates in Mr. Wynn being reunited yeah. with his daughter in the parlor. And it is one of the most heart-wrenching... Arnold doesn't know how it happened. He and Gerald are like, I guess you have a Christmas angel. And Helga is watching from outside, on the uh, just in the middle of the road, standing there. And she just says, like, Merry Christmas, Arnold. Like, yeah. real soft. It's like, oh! Which, if you don't know anything about Helga, Helga Pataki's story... Right. She comes from a either abusive home <laughs> yeah. or neglective home. Both. It, it, both. Yeah. Her mother is a drunk. Yes. And her father is a fucking sociopath. Right. Who only cares about the older daughter. So she was like, the first day she met Arnold, she, she she's walking to preschool and she has to walk by herself at like three in whatever the story is. Yeah. Whatever the city is. It's like a mix of Seattle, Chicago, and New York. Yeah, yeah. It's like a Midwest it, city. Yeah. But... She has been neglected her entire life. Yeah. So in the same way, like Christmas Carol, like uh, Marley has no reason to like go out of his way to help. She does the same way. So it's that yeah. much more impactful when she gives up the one thing she wanted, which like is probably insane for her to get. Her family is pretty well off. Yeah. Bob's Beeper Emporium or whatever. Right. But like she gets neglected 99.9% of the time. So... It, it adds to it. It, it. To me, it's one of the perfect things. I, I watch it every year. It's, yeah. it's a kid's show, but like I, I watch it every year. Just, you know, it gets me. At the end... It's it's perfect. When Mai walks through the door... Yeah. That mm. that moment, there is nothing else like Mr. Wynn turning and realizing that's his daughter. In slow motion? And, yeah. yeah. And then, like... And the rest of that show is amazing too. Yeah. Like I'm not I'm not discounting any part of Hey Arnold because mm. people don't like the Jungle Movie. Fuck them. Yeah. They don't know what they're talking about. Right. That Jungle Movie is amazing. It's the, good. The show ends on a cliffhanger. Well, not ends. It's a couple episodes before the end. But they do this cliffhanger ending to an episode where Arnold finds a map inside of one of his parents' journals that tells him where they went, and he figures out that like, oh my god, I could find my parents. And the movie is the continuation of that story through to the end. And it ends the characters. It does a great job. Yeah. And um, I loved it. But that Christmas special is the best thing they've ever produced. And they, like, they were no slouches. Like, no. they did a lot of good Christmas stuff. No, they whipped those animators. Like the, Yeah. Like, for, especially early Nickelodeon. Oh, yeah. Those animators were underpaid and overworked. Oh, yeah. If you look into that, it, it's Nickelodeon. It, no, it's, it's gone on to this day. I'm glad that this year um, all the strikes that happened with the actor and the writers' unions have mm -hmm. led to more unions rising up. Yeah. And the VFX and the animators are forming unions now that are actually going to be real unions. Because they produce classics. Hey Arnold is a classic. Yeah. Like, I mean, I, I can't remember one episode that I didn't like. Yeah. At least like. Like that's fine. And then the the big problem uh for Hey Arnold was that then they went and did a movie that has nothing to do with anything. It's just uh somebody's coming in to buy the neighborhood and put up a mall, so yeah. we got to stop them. Yeah. And like it, it kind of encapsulates what Hey Arnold kind of is, but mm. the original plan was to do the Jungle movie. And if they had done that, I think that they would have seen a lot more success because yeah. it was a lot better. Um and what they did with it with the new animation they were able to do in 2017 or 18 when they did that. Is wonderful. It might have even been later than that. I, I my years get messed up, but so so one thing about the Christmas special for Arnold mm. that I like a lot is they don't 
put emphasis on Mr. Wynn expecting this. Right, wish. right. It's, it's it comes it, out of the a, blue for a, everybody it, at the end yeah, too. It's a solemn wish. He's like, I, I miss my daughter. Yeah. And like he doesn't he's like, I, I wish for Christmas I could get my daughter back. And you're not leading into that. Right. It's solemn all the way throughout. I mean, you get those little twinklings of like Helga giving up her boots and stuff like that, but right. it's, it's never given away the way other Christmas specials do, where it's like, This is gonna happen, guys. Wonder what's gonna happen next. It it's it's solemn, it's dark. Most of it happens at night, so it, it, it's a very dark, like, colored, like, Hey Arnold has great uh, artwork throughout it. Yeah. And great music. Um, it's probably what got me into jazz. As much oh, as yeah. Like, yeah, no, the soundtrack for Hey Arnold is wonderful. It, it's, it's like urban jazz, and yeah. it works perfectly. But, like, the way it ends is just, yeah, it, it's perfect. Chef's kiss. Yeah. You know? Um, and I, I'm... Like, I, I can't think of anything. Like, and I watched Charlie Brown Christmas again this year, which I talked to you about. Yeah. And my, my issue with the Charlie Brown Christmas is like, again, why is everybody being an asshole to this kid? Like, his best friend is Linus. And he goes to him and he's like, you know, Linus, I, I don't know, man. Like, I don't know if I, if I get this whole Christmas thing. Yeah. And his friend's first sentence out of his mouth is like, Charlie Brown, like, Lucy's right. Of all the Charlie Browns in the world, you're the Charlie Browniest. Which is to say, yeah, my sister's right. You are kind of the asshole everybody thinks you are, huh? And then he just walks away from him. Yeah. And it's like, the the dude is having, like, legitimate gripes with consumerism yeah. and society and how things have changed around Christmas. It's the equivalent of having depression and then your best friend being like, have you tried not having depression? Yeah. yeah. Like, have you tried being happier? Hmm? Yeah. Hmm? Maybe if you, you know, did this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe you should just stop stressing yourself out about all the problems that you have then. That's what I do. Yeah. It's like, okay, like, fuck you. Um, yeah, it's just... I, I mean, it's a very heavy subject matter for a special like mm. that. And I think it's handled really well. I think that it comes to a great ending. But yeah. the way that these shows start puts it on like a bad footing right away. Yeah. Um and then Charlie Brown Christmas has its its problems, but it's it's wonderful. Snoopy's a fucking World War 1 fighter. He shoots down the red bear. Yeah, yeah. That All right, so side note cuz I've been doing all the music stuff. Yeah. Um there is a band called the Royal Guardsmen. Did I send you this earlier this year? You might have. Okay, so the Royal Guardsmen do Snoopy versus the Red Baron. They do yeah. Snoopy's Christmas. Um, a few songs about Snoopy specifically related to Christmas time for the most part. Well, in uh, good old 2002, uh, they did Snoopy versus Osama bin Laden or something of that ilk, which is like Snoopy takes on the Taliban or something. And I was just like, no, like, cause in, in my head, I mean like, and not to say the Taliban are good or anything like that. I'm not saying that what I'm saying is like, why take a political stance with Snoopy? Snoopy is just a beagle. He, he's a fun beagle, and that's it. He does that dance. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he does that silly dance that all the peanuts do. Yeah. Um, him and Woodstock, they're just buds. Like, why you gotta do that? Yeah. Um, they're like the anti-Tom and Jerry. Yeah. So, for them to then do a whole song of anti-Osama Bin Laden stuff, it's like, yeah, okay, like, we all don't like him, too, like... Yeah. What, is, what does this accomplish? I don't know if it was a charity single or what it was, but 
those guys got back together. They did a single that was related to Afghanistan. 60, 60 years later, they got together. Like, yeah. you know what? Now's the time. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, the music from that special uh, the Vince Guaraldi trio stuff is incredible. And yeah. that led me to find the um, Cast Your Fate to the Wind, which he composed. And that's unbelievable. And he died not long after that. Mm. Um, which is a real shame, but that that record at Christmas time is on my record player. Um, that that it's wonderful. Pe- that Peanuts special, I can't remember the name of the track, but look, the one that plays throughout, the one that's like, you know, famous thing. Christmas time is here. You mean Christmas time is here? Yes, that that one. Christmas, the one I said. There's, there's two versions on the uh, album. One of them is vocal with the kids singing, and one yeah. of them is instrumental, so that you don't have to hear that crap. It captures how fucking sad Christmas time is yeah. for a lot of people. Time that, that all the children call their favorite time of year. Yeah. And then, like, it, it's going down as they say that. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, yeah, it's it's very melancholy. Like, I like Charlie Brown Christmas because that subset of people is not well represented. It's not. And um, the only other representation you have of people who don't like Christmas is, like, Scrooge. Or like, uh, who like needs to learn to like Christmas. Grandma got run over by a reindeer. Okay, so Elmo and Patsy, who wrote that song, got divorced right after that, and I know exactly why. Why that song? Yes, that song. That's what happened. Yeah. Um, the movie Grandma Got Run Over by a Reindeer is awful. It played on Cartoon Network as a kid. Somebody bought it for me. I watched it twice in my life. I hate that movie so much. I every time that I think of that movie, I think of the song uh Grandpa's Gonna Sue the Pants Off of Santa, which is an awful song. And I don't want to think about that song, but I think about it every time. I hate the kid, I hate his grandma, I hate the plot. It's <laughs> stupid. If she got run over by the reindeer, she should be dead. She shouldn't be oh, we took her to the North Pole to get her better. Why didn't you take her to the hospital? Yeah. Oh, she's, is she a toy? Are you fixing a toy? No, no, she's a person. She's an old lady that you ran over. Take her to the fucking hospital. You can fly anywhere. And as we saw in the in the Rudolph special, uh, they don't like dentists. <laughs> so they definitely yeah. don't have a fucking nerve. Yeah, they don't have any doctors up there. They and don't if have they, a brain if they do, surgeon. They specialize in elf anatomy, which like when they cut them open, it's like cotton candy and bubble gum or some crap. Yeah. So like... Like, oh, yeah, well, get me the roly-poly gumdrops, 10 cc's, and then they cut her open and it's blood, and it's like, uh, what did we do? Um, Are we Scrooges? <laughs> no. no. No, we're not. No? Not for hating that movie, no. No, 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 that was some Warner Brothers produced crap. We're Cratches. Uh, no, I'm a, I'm a Fred. I'm a Fred, uh, Fred uh, I don't even remember his last name because it's not Scrooge. It's just his nephew, Fred. Just Fred. You're, you're the guy who's like, come on down. We go to do, do, do the thing. And I, he's got, I got to work. I'm cool. You know, I, yeah. I ask nothing of you. I want nothing from you. Can't we at least be friends? And he's like, fuck you, Fred. It's yeah. Like, uncle. All right. Well, open seat at the table. And his uncle's like, uh, well, well, maybe don't set a place for me. It's like, you know. The chair's got dust on it from yeah. years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, you know. Um. No, I, I think of myself as Fred I in that story anyways. Or, yeah. or the ghost of Christmas present who's like just a dick. Just a dick. A jolly dick. My my favorite part of the George C. Scott version of Christmas Carol is um, when he shows ignorance and want, which are the two children. Mm. 
and uh, the boy is ignorance and the girl is want. And he, he goes, uh, f- f- you know, f- fear these two, but fear this child the most, the boy. Uh, ignorance, because ignorance, uh, you know, way worse than want. <clears throat> <laughs> and <Yeah>. that's it. <laughs> um, but it's terrifying. There's they're in like rags and they've got this gaunt face makeup. They look terrifying. Mm. And um yeah, I, I love the George C. Scott version because it's just as scary as it needs to be. Right. Um Yeah, this year you should watch that. I will. Nineteen eighty four or five. I will. Um But uh Invader Zim had a wacky Christmas special mm-hmm. means nothing. Like, I enjoy it, and I, like, bow down to the power of Santa, but it means nothing. Every cartoon, yeah, every show has had well, a Christmas special. One of the things that happened after the 90s, too, was, like, they, they started to get more uh, secular, because they couldn't do religious yeah. stuff anymore. So it started becoming more about Santa Claus rather than Jesus or Christmas, like, what Christmas actually means. Yeah. And the actual meaning behind like the Christmas season and giving and, and everything like that kind of took a backseat to like adventures of, of what Santa Claus is up to. So the movie, the Santa Claus became really popular in the nineties. Then they had two and three in the two thousands. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Now they have that God awful show that they're doing this season, which is terrible. Um, Santa Claus is a figure that, and I feel bad saying this, but um, spoiler alert, if you're a child and you're watching this, um, don't well first of all yeah don't but um santa claus because he is not an actual person he's an idea can be manipulated in any way you want and i can't complain because there's no real story of santa claus there's saint nicholas the guy yeah he might still be alive it might still be him up at the north pole i don't know but everybody does it differently. Violent Night last year did an excellent job with a Norwegian kind of Santa. Who yeah. Kicked ass. And I just watched that again this year. That movie rules. Um, and then you go back and like every version of Santa is different. And even the Rankin Bass claymation Santas, the three I mentioned in the last episode, Santa Claus is coming to town, the year without a Santa Claus and the adventures of Santa Claus are wildly different than anything else. The Adventures of Santa Claus probably served as the inspiration for the version in The Santa Claus mm. 2. Not one, two. Because in Santa Claus 2, if you remember, they bring in the Easter Bunny, they bring in Sandman, uh, Father Time, I think, um, Mother Nature. They bring in all these other immortal Concepts, beings. Concepts, ideas. Of, yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, that is directly ripped from Adventures of Santa Claus, where Santa Claus is getting old. And the immortals gather together and they're like, we should make this guy an immortal. He does a lot of good. And for some reason, a bunch of them are like, yeah, we can't make a mortal immortal. That would be crazy. And it's like, all he does all year is build toys. And on one night, he delivers them to all the kids. Who else is going to do that when he's gone? And they're all like, well, not me. (laughs) So they're like, yeah, we'll save him. Um, It was upper management just being like, yeah. Should we add him to our ranks? I don't know. He drives a Corolla. <laughs> like, yeah. So that version's really good. And then um, I don't remember Year Without a Santa Claus too well. I just remember that Santa is sick and they have to do it without him. Um, I don't remember who does it, though, if it's Mrs. Claus or somebody else. I don't remember. And yeah. then, or I think he gets up at the last minute and does it. Hmm. So it's not a Year Without a Santa Claus. But anyways, um, the other one, The Life and Times of Santa Claus is like, 
directly talking to stupid kids. Mm. And it's like, how does Santa do everything in one night? Or how does... Like, it's got these little kid testimonials where they, they ask a question and then they answer it in the plot. And it's awful um, that they do that. But the special itself is fine because it's Mickey Rooney as Santa. I was the biggest star in the world. Loosening all the, uh, <laughs> yeah. the collars again. Mickey Rooney. Mickey Rooney for... Uh, Remember me from Phantom of the Megaplex? Remember me from Breakfast at Tiffany's? <laughs> uh, you shouldn't. Jeez. Uh, uh, yeah, There's a movie I watched for the first time this year. Yeah. Um, Things were different. That character is rough. I watched Breakfast at Tiffany's for the very first time this year. After years of passing it by and knowing about the... Uh, whatever his name is in the movie, Mickey Rooney's Mickey racist Rooney's, character. Yeah, it's very... Uh, really racist. It is. And um, the the big headline with that movie for me is that, like, she is out of her fucking mind. Yeah. Uh, I did not like that movie at all. It's crazy. Um, there are parts of it that I thought were charming. Other than that, like, I was like, this is... Uh, like, I don't understand why people like this character, even. Mm. Um, but, uh, so I had a couple of the names wrong of the different specials. Mickey Rooney was in two. He was in uh, The Year Without a Santa Claus, and before that, he was in, I just had it. <laughs> I'm sorry, there's too many of them. Santa Claus is Coming to Town is the one. Yeah. Okay, so Santa Claus is Coming to Town is the one that we were talking about where Mickey Rooney plays Santa, yeah. and... Um, he basically grows up as a kid um, in this society where toys are illegal, um, but he is taken in by a bunch of elves when he's a baby. So the elves begin um, raising him to make toys. That's what they do. And then they send him back to the city of humans to like give the toys out to kids. And the Burgermeister, Meister Burger is the bad guy. Mm. And uh, he doesn't want them selling toys for whatever reason. And then the teacher in town becomes Mrs. Claus. And uh, they grow old and, and whatever. In the uh, Year Without a Santa Claus, they got Heat Miser and Snow Miser. That's kind of the big draw of that one. And they're trying to figure out how to do Christmas without Santa Claus. And then there's another one called The Life and Adventures of Santa Claus, which I thought was just The Life and Times or The Adventures of Santa Claus. I had them all mixed up. The uh, Life and Adventures of Santa Claus is a new story from the 80s, also claymation, that is, um, like, uh, the, the immortals all gather together to, like, determine whether or not he should be given immortality. So, just to sum up, from the Breakfast at Tiffany's stuff, yeah. I'll, I'll cut all of that out. Mm -hmm. Um, so, there are three, basically three Mickey Rooney Santa Claus specials. Yeah. Uh, one of them doesn't have Mickey Rooney in it. Mm. The other two do. Um. Mickey Rooney is in uh, the Santa Claus is Thank coming you. to town. Santa Claus is coming to town, and he reprises the role in the Year Without a Santa Claus. We're laughing because I did this three times and screwed it up every time. And yeah. then there's another one in the '80s called The Life and Adventures of Santa Claus, which does not have him, but that is a different story. Uh, Santa Claus is coming to town is wonderful. It's just an origin story about Santa. Uh, but they have these stupid things where the kids are asking questions to the narrator and he's answering them with the story and it doesn't really work that great. Mm. Then they they um, continue on with um, the uh, Year Without a Santa Claus and that one has Heat Miser and Snow Miser 
And that's kind of the big draw of that one. Somehow they get Christmas done that year. I, I haven't watched it this year, so I don't know. Uh, the Life and Adventures of Santa Claus is the one where the immortals all gather together and try to decide whether or not Santa is worthy of immortality. Mm-hmm. And that one was really weird and disjointed and different. And I did not like it as much. Um, but it definitely served as the basis for all the Santa Claus movie stuff, like I was saying. Uh, from Santa Claus 2 and 3, where, like, Jack Frost is a character in The Sandman and, like, all these people. Yeah. Um, and sort of establishes this precedent of, like, oh, he had to be given immortality by these gods that already existed in the forest, which is kind of weird. Um, yeah, that's that's the weird thing, because they're not even gods, really. Yeah, they're, they're just... They're concepts, like Santa Claus is, too. Like, right. It's like, like Sandman, the... Father Time, Mother Nature. Yeah, the great... Uh great awk or something like that like yeah these and these are also things i never heard of before watching this special so like they were kind of lost on me um I'm, I'm just looking at the thing right now because the great ack uh Nasil the a wood nymph um the lioness shigra like all these all these people it's very strange and then like they raise him up to, you know, love humanity and, like, help them. And, and then he delivers all the toys. So in the end, they're like, yeah, he gets immortality. Of yeah. course he does. Um, they wait until he's an old man, like assholes. But uh, they give it to... Like, again, and we were talking about, you know, Betty White getting to 99 and stuff. Like, by the time that you're that age, you know, like, why didn't you do it when he was 35 or something? And he's doing all yeah. this out of the kindness of his heart. Like, come on, so man. He doesn't break his back carrying yeah. down... But, oh, no, Santa's a jolly old fool, so we gotta, we gotta yeah. do it that way. Um, but because of the ambiguity of a character or a concept like Santa, you can do whatever you want with him. So there's all sorts of different Santa stuff out there. I mean, yeah. Goldberg played Santa in Santa's Slay. Yeah. Which was excellent. It was. Um, although Violent Knight blew it out of the water. It, yeah. Um, but anyways, so um, that's that's what I got to say about the, the Christmas specials for uh, claymation stuff. I, I will throw in very quickly that I watched Frosty and Frosty Returns and Frosty number one. Dude is born and immediately abducts a child. Mm. Immediately is like, oh, yeah, we got to go to the North Pole and takes this little girl in a refrigerated car in the snowy weather up to the North Pole and she almost dies. Well, yeah, you would. Yeah. Um, And then he's like, I have to make a fire, but I'm a snowman. I can't make fire. And then he sits around waiting for Santa Claus to arrive. Like Karen almost died. <laughs> um, but anyway, so that's the, I just wanted to throw in that I I enjoy Frosty as a character, but he's a bit too aloof, and he should not be trusted around children. It's dangerous. It's true. It's very dangerous. It's very true. So uh, you had another one you wanted to talk about. I had one more that I want to talk about that I watch every year, and that is the Always Sunny Christmas, where Mac and Charlie end up throwing rocks at trains. Yes. I think it... it Which, the rest of that episode is okay. Yeah. But that ending of the two of them as Mm. little kids throwing the rocks at the the trains and being, like, united... Yeah. Is so good. It's so pure. United in how shitty their situations also, are. Also, I mean, classic line, you fuck my mom, Santa Claus? Yeah. What? Rips rips his throat out with with his teeth? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, (laughs) like... The, the whole fuck, the whole the whole thing for me is the, just the whole concept great. of his yeah. mom inviting these guys over and they all yeah. give him a gift and then go and fuck his mom. Yeah, it's like the, oh my god. The good part about it too is like that's when Always Sunny 
was really starting to become what it was, you know what I mean? Mm. Like Danny DeVito's in it, you know, they're all hitting their characters yeah. where, where, the, where they're shitty in different ways, not just shitty people. Right. It, it, it like, it, for me, it encapsulates that good time of when Always Sunny was like... Peak. Boom. Peak. Yeah. New. This is fresh. I, I think season, season three of It's Always Sunny, and mm. I, I don't know where the Christmas special falls... But the season with the gang finds a dumpster baby yeah. was, like, perfect through and through. That yeah. whole season. Um, and not to say that I hate it now. I, I definitely I love the episode with Dennis this season. Yeah. Uh, ups and downs lately. The yeah. one with Charlie's apartment this season was good. But, um, uh, like, there's definitely a difference now than there was. They were, they were able to do a lot more then. And uh, I love the Ireland episodes from the new stuff. I still love It's Always Sunny. Yeah, me um, too. You know, I wish their podcast would come back, but until it does, we're here for you. We're here. The people. For you. But um, off the top of my head, I mean, I can't think of any other really major, like Jingle All the Way is a big one for me. Mm. But other than that, you know, I, I try to stick to uh, the classics, the It's a Wonderful Life, uh, Christmas Story, Christmas uh, Vacation stuff. And, you know. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I think that pretty much wraps it up. That wraps it up in a big bow and, uh, what is it, a brown paper pack package tied up in string for Christmas time? Uh, yes, uh, my favorite things is uh, often a Christmas song. It's uh, Johnny Mercer has a version. Uh, I think Andy Williams has a version. Uh, maybe Frank Sinatra. Favorite things from The Sound of Music. This has been Don't Start Me Talking. I'm Rick Owens. I'm Benny Williams. Have a Merry Christmas or whatever you celebrate, right? Huh? Can you do that for me? Can you do it? And drop a comment if you celebrate Kwanzaa, because we want to know. Yeah, we, we do seriously want to know if you celebrate Kwanzaa. Please. I, I Honestly, I don't think I've ever met anybody. No. In real life. Me Susie Carmichael is my only friend yeah, yeah, that, that's who, it. who celebrated Kwanzaa. That's it. Um, no kids in my town, certainly. Nope. Uh, no kids in college. No. Uh, nowhere. No. I've met more people who celebrate the the Wookiee Holiday Life Day than I have uh, Kwanzaa. So if, if I'm do... curious now, though. I'm going to do a little research project before the next episode and find out what Kwanzaa is. Dude. Which, uh, there, there are plenty of good books. One of them is titled, I think, What the Fuck is Kwanzaa? There you go. Mm. And you're you're going to come back ne- next episode with a dashiki on and be totally or converted. Or a MAGA hat and, uh, oh. yeah, go the other way. Oh, loosening all <laughs> <the> <laughs> Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas.